Welcome to Leverage Masters, airing weekly on Tuesdays at 12 Eastern and on demand on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Leverage Masters hosts Jack Humphrey and Gina Gaudio Graves discuss leverage strategy with guest leveragists. Be sure to subscribe to Leverage Masters in your favorite podcatcher for great tips and case studies on using leverage to achieve your biggest goals much faster. Well, welcome everyone to another episode of Leverage Masters. I am your co-host, Gina Gaudio-Graves, the co-founder of TheLeveragist.com and Divisio.com, that's D-U-V-I-S-I-O.com, the all-new affiliate network for people doing good in the world. We have got a fantastic show lined up for you guys today. We have my all-around partner in crime, the co-founder of The Leveragist and Divisio, and the co-host of Leverage Masters, Jack Humphrey. He should be here, but he is not here yet. So I am going to do the honors of introducing our guests to everyone. Today we have a returning guest and a new guest. They are Mitchell Levy and Laurie Roth. You'll remember Mitchell as the AHA guy who was here a few weeks ago talking about AHA books. One of his authors is Lori Ruff. Lori Ruff on Sweet Branding contains curated quotes and insights from the soon-to-be-released Ultimate Personal Branding Guide for today's top-performing professionals and key executives. Lori's work over the last 15 years has included personal one-on-one sessions with Fortune 1000 executives and celebrity entrepreneurs. Lori helps these top performers identify and align their personal brand with their values and passions. And then, like I said, Mitchell Levy is here with her. So hello, Mitchell and Lori. Well, that's weird. We have Jack, but not Mitchell and Lori. Can you hear me now? Jack, are you here? I can hear you now. But where are Mitchell well, and Lori? Well, I hope I didn't bump them off. <laughs> well, Maybe now, there can be I know only they one. were here. I've got them on Skype, so let me go grab them. Hang on a sec. Have you read any good books lately, people? Check Hold out on. The let me go grab them. They're on the bridge line, Jack. I'll be right back. Okay. Doopy doopy doo. Anyway, as I was saying, theleveragist.com. You can check out uh, the Leverage Black Book. I'm sure everybody listening right now has already heard the Leverage Black Book, but might bear repeating. If you haven't made big things happen in your business yet, or haven't gotten to that next really big goal, leverage will absolutely get you there. Guaranteed 100% of your money back. Found them, and, Jack, uh, and now we have Mitchell Levy and Lori Ruff. We've already introduced the two of you, but welcome to the show. <laughs> Great to be here. <laughs> it is amazing to be here. Hi, Lori. Good morning. So, Jack, take it from Very me. nice to see you, to hear you. <laughs> what about me? Can you hear me? This is Jack. Uh, I I can, Jack, but do I really want to? I don't know. We'll see. God, Jack. We'll see. She she just met you and gave you a hard time. I haven't even met him yet. I like her already. (laughs) Well, uh, you know, uh, Mitch, we we gave you this question when you first came in last time. I'll give it to Lori this time. Lori, uh, we're brand new fast friends. We've never met before, but I feel like we're already old friends. Uh, <laughs> what uh, What's getting you out of bed in the morning With a fire burning in your belly to greet the day What are you super excited about right now Well right now I'm really super excited About being here with you Because I'm also here with Mitchell um, And it's funny We, we uh, dialed into a, to a phone call And um, ended up um, You know it said That you, you were the only um, caller On the line and I said no he's not I'm here too um, you know, there's something about being in the same room with people who you love and respect, and um, 
and and with whom your um, professional ambitions, your personal professional ambitions align. So, you know, whatever job it is that I have um, is irrelevant of my personal professional ambitions to seek excellence in all I do, to ensure that people who meet me enjoy that experience, and to ensure that anybody who receives um, any kind of uh, help or advice, or whether it be virtual, whether they're reading something I wrote, whether they're listening to me speak, whatever the case may be, that they find some value that impacts their life on a positive level. So um, makes it easier for them to get up in the morning, gives them more joy, or helps them feel like they've accomplished just a little bit more. Wow. Awesome. It's answer. almost like Mitchell fed you the yeah. question or something. You were you were really well prepared. <laughs> No, no, the, 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 the stuff just flows out of Lori. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, do, I do get asked the question sometimes, but, you know, I, um, um, I, I have a chronic illness that's incredibly painful and um, uncomfortable and, and debilitating. And, and so I, when, I, when I was a kid, um, I would, you know, I'd have a, a sorrow party, a pity party by myself and my dad say, get up and, and stop wallowing in self-pity. Um, honest to God, I, I have the opportunity to wallow in self-pity pretty much most days, and I can do that or I can get up and make my life meaningful and, and do something with it. And when I am engaged, especially actively with people, um, especially cool guys who look like you, you know, with the whole beard thing you got going on and, and your, your cap and <laughs> your, your, your attitude, your, your, your presence. I just, I just, just brought up your website. But to just see you, your face just jumps off the page, your presence jumps off the page, right? I can, I can engage and make my life mean something or I can wallow in self-pity. And, and um, I, I just, can't imagine not this is all actually a, a pain medication for me to um, get up and, and talk and be on the radio or or to engage with people or to write or to work um, this is this is what distracts me from from the reality of of my physical body and, and Laura and I have it known each other like, for it sounds like Lori and I have a lot in common can I ask I was what the debilitating I was, condition is? Um, I have uh, an, a condition called zero negative rheumatoid arthritis. It's um, it's con- consistently aggressive. Um, you see the commercials for Humira or, or Embrol, and they say it's for moderate to severe um, conditions. Mine's moderate to severe all the time, um, more often than not severe, um, and it's it's brought about also fibromyalgia and some other um, issues, migraines um, and, and different things. So, you know, struggling with um, trying to manage my health, my stress, and my my um, uh, my ability. I think the biggest challenge I've had is, um, Gina, and you may feel this too, um, is just wanting to help somebody and making a commitment to somebody to do something and then being kept from being able to maintain, make that commitment or fulfill it because I, over, I was a little bit overconfident in what my body was willing to do. I definitely know the feeling, Laurie. I don't know if you know my story, but I spent 10 years in a hospital bed or a wheelchair, during which time I had over 50 different operations, nine of them major reconstructive surgeries on my spine. During that time, I had two different resistant infections, one a bacterial infection and one a fungal infection. And the fungal infection was in my heart, my lungs, and my blood, and on its way to my brain. So much so that in 2005, the doctors gave me 12 to 18 months to live. Although I had a total miracle in 2006 and recovered from the resistant infection, I was left with um, no feeling in my legs and feet. Having had the major reconstructive surgeries on my spine, I live with chronic pain every day. I'm on injectable pain med every day. 
And on top of all of that, I also had fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome before that long illness started. That's what caused the resistant infections to become something I could get. My immune system was just crap. So when I say I really feel you, girl, I really feel you, girl. We should definitely talk offline because there's a a lot of things that I've been able to add to my daily routine that really do make it possible to do things that and even Jack sometimes just marvels at the stuff I'm able to do in spite of the condition I live in every day physically. And and, and you guys should, uh, Lori has done a number of AHA books, but you guys should absolutely do an AHA book on uh, living your life, you know, with, with pain or with with uh, with the way that you do it, because you both are are pretty remarkable women, and uh, it'd be great to see you collaborate on an aha book. It would have to be done in a way that has a positive spin, something much more akin to the gift of pain, as opposed to exactly. living with pain. Because I'm not down with but, living with pain. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I I um. I'm overwhelmed just hearing because of um, that, that chronic fatigue, that, that bone-crushing fatigue. I, I, I try to figure out a way, you know, people are like, oh, do you need a nap? And, and they don't understand, a nap's not going to help. And, right. and there are times where I get that chronic fatigue and my mind is still working, but my, I can feel my body shutting down. Um, and, and I, I, I'm terrified that someday I'm going to be caught in that. And so to know what you must be going through, you know, people cannot truly appreciate. They can be empathetic, but they cannot truly appreciate. And um, and, and I do want to talk to you. I'm a celebrity ambassador for CureArthritis.org. There are over 100 diseases that cause arthritis, and um these folks have been, they're incredibly, well, I had dinner with Derek, the marketing director the other night, and he manhandled my wheelchair through a sushi bar like you just would not believe because I, I said I needed to use the ladies' room. And um, and I was wondering how I was going to get to the other side or if I was going to have to go somewhere else. And, and just the little things that you have to consider each day, you know, and, and, and I'm going to say this because I hope your listeners realize that, you know, so often we we work and we feel that people don't understand how much it takes to you know do the job that they're trying to do um, just in the normal course of life. You know, maybe you have kids going on, or you have work, and you're trying to build a business in the second stream of income, or you're trying to enhance your career, or whatever the case may be. And you do so much work by yourself, you wonder if it makes a difference or 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 if you're wasting your time. And so when you have a, a chronic condition, and I'll encourage people to look up hashtag Spoonies, S-P-O-O-N-I-S, you wake up each day and you don't know how much energy you're going to have to get through the day. And do I make breakfast or do I take a shower or do I get dressed or how am I going to get dressed or am, are my fingers going to work so I can zip pants or do I need to wear sweatpants today? Um and then even at, at work, am I sitting? Do I get up often enough? Um, how am I how am I um, doing each task? So it's not get up and go to work in the morning. It's not get up, get ready, and go to work in the morning. It's get up and, and really identify each task. I, I track my health um, by, I don't say my knees are swollen. I track the size of that what the tape measure says so I can be specific with my doctor. Um and so it, it, it's just kind of, I hope, inspiring to your audience that they are not alone. And and although I have a physical illness, as you do, where people can see our hurt and are kind to us, many times I, I believe there are a lot of people out there walking around with just as much hurt as we feel physically, but you can't see it. And they're they're not, people are not kind to them because they don't recognize that that hurt is there. 
And and I I want people to recognize that if you're working in a space and you're not surrounded by people who see what you do and what you go through and how you accomplish what you accomplish, you are not alone. I love I your chair. Mitchell, you're bringing up pictures. <laughs> well, I was just fitted for my first uh, powered wheelchair in January, and I'm hoping... Um, that it's approved, and that um, and that by the first of April, I will have a, a a chair that will allow me to. I, I can't push most of the time. I can't push my wheelchair over the carpet anymore. And um, this week, I'm on prednisone. Thank God, um, it is a performance enhancing drug, and I do recommend its use on a daily basis. <laughs> Although it stops having being quite so effective, but um, yeah. So let's get on with more conversation. This was this is unexpected. <laughs> I think it, it kind of went, you know, to a very serious note. But I, I hope that you know that people realize then that having fun is important. You have to find joy in your life, and it's your responsibility to find your joy. Somebody can't give it to you. You know, you cued yourself up, and and uh, I was waiting for somebody to grab it and hit it out of the park, and and that's the statement. For anyone who's listening, and I want to say something to you, Gina, as well. When I said to do a book of pain, by definition, anything in AHA, that's sort of a positive upspin. So it's not the negative of how to live with pain, but, but more the what gift does it give you. And I think anyone who's listening has to take a look at, at, uh, at you, Gina, or, or Lori Ruff. Um, you could Google Lori. You'll get her everywhere and see the the difficulty that that she has in her daily living and still the significant positive effect she has in the world and it should be a reminder to everyone else um that when you go and do things on a day-to-day basis sit back every now and then and reflect on how easy it was to walk up those stairs or walk across the street or or go to the bathroom when you're in a restaurant and think to yourself how lucky you are in terms of whatever condition you are or state you are, that you're lucky just to be here and having fun and making a contribution to life. How's that for you? No, I agree. Brilliant. That's brilliant. <laughs> Lori, Lori lined it Isn't up. Isn't it funny? So needed to hit it. <laughs> Isn't it funny how we, uh, we're we almost built for resistance? Like we can't really do anything without a slight wind in our face, and sometimes the wind picks up quite a bit <laughs> and really gets in our face. But when there's no wind, we don't tend to do anything as a species. We really don't. Comfortable people, it's, really fu- it's hard to find somebody who was already comfortable who is now really successful. really is. If you guys think about everybody you know, Everybody you've read about who has been in magazines and on radio shows and things that are really successful, if there's success, there is certainly never, ever a history of pure comfort in their lives. They had to go up against something. And it really has become clear to me that uh, without that resistance, without that facing into the wind kind of thing that us human beings need to shine, we won't go anywhere. I keep telling a story. I don't know why this one keeps coming up, but it's perfect for now. It's when the uh, uh, people invented the uh, first biosphere, and they tried to replicate every biome on Earth, and they locked everybody in, and they were really careful not to let um, in, you know, invasive species of, of bugs or plants or anything in there. I mean, it was supposed to be a really controlled environment, and it was to a great extent um, until the palm trees started falling over. They had no way of holding themselves up. They were just like mush, and nobody understood. This was important because they were a food source and an oxygen source in a, in a completely controlled, tight environment, and this was a really big deal. Why the heck are our palm trees falling over? They're growing so fast and so nicely. And then they finally figured out after they had tied them up uh, to the ceiling that Palm trees, as with all trees, grow because they are constantly breaking their own fibers against the wind. They break just like when you do muscle building 
and you lift things and you're sore the next day, you actually physically tore your muscle. And the repairing of that muscle is what grows muscle, builds it bigger. And trees' fibers are the same exact way. Trees are only as strong as the resistance they face in the world that they live in. And we are exactly the same. I mean, in so many ways, humans are exactly the same as trees. I could go on for hours about it, but that's enough to say that we are built for resistance. And if we don't have anything, if we don't have anything to face into, we don't go anywhere. And that's evident because nobody that's ever been on the cover of Time magazine <laughs> has ever had a history of bonbons and being on the couch and you know, a life of no resistance. It's never happened in human history. So sometimes the resistance Jack, really that's sucks, a great like in Gina story. and Lori's case. <laughs> but, you know, resistance is the thing. Uh, we we got, man, we need to do an aha book. Somebody has to do an aha book. You should do that aha book on resistance. <laughs> that's a great message. As, and and what, I'll, what I'll send you there was an article in the New York Times today. Michael Bloomberg wrote about what is success in business. And what he said when he interviews people and, and, and he asks the question, how, what's, what, what have you been doing with your life? What's important to you? The kids that say, well, I've solved world hunger or I've fed thousands of kids in Africa, he're not, he's not as interested in those kids as he are with the kids that says, well, my mom and dad were in jail and I had to take care of my younger sister, or there was adversity in my family and I had to feed, you know, I had to feed my aunts and uncles, right? So it's the, it's those that were growing up with both adversity and had strong family values that he had much more interested in than those that did some phenomenal things in their lives. And it's a, a strong parallel to what you just said. Well, thanks for the inspiration today, Lori, for, for uh, you know, bringing this topic up because it doesn't mean that, though I, I would get, love to get your both feedback on this, so it doesn't mean that we should celebrate when life sucks or we should, not in, not in a pure contextual way like that, but in a way that we understand when things are bad, when things flare up physically or mentally or just something happens, we understand that it's in the context of eternity. And when you do that, <laughs> things get to be – I just saw Wayne Dyer uh, just before this, and I'm glad I did because it was another perfect thing that I guess was meant for the show today. And he was talking about our chronological timeline, which is from birth to death and everything we think happens between when we're conceived and when we die. And then the eternal timeline, which is just straight up and down – where there is no time and those two things intersect and he said one thing if you could just wrap your mind around this and i think this actually would help people with business i was already thinking of business applications and and everything else because life and business really aren't that much different or they shouldn't be and if they're if they are it might be a problem that needs to be dealt with but he said if, if you realize that conception from the time you're conceived and the, to the time that you die are both identical in, in history, they both happen exactly at the same time, which is really, really deep stuff. And there's no way in a radio show we're ever going to – this is something you sit down and meditate to for a couple of weeks every day thinking about. <laughs> but life and death, it's all exactly the same thing, happens at exactly the same time in an eternal sense, right? And so it kind of helps you get – it helped me anyway get kind of solid on what, what really matters. And like – how do we progress in our businesses? How do we progress in life? Uh, and, and how do we handle all the ups and downs? Well, you don't really have to handle an up. That's there for your enjoyment. It's the vacation that you've earned from the down. But, <laughs> you know, they both exist together. And then, yeah, I like to get big perspective like that, especially when I feel like we've got two great big perspective people on here, tag teaming little old me. <laughs> so... What do you guys think about that, like resistance, adversity, you know, what's a blessing, what's not, and how does that all apply in business for you guys? What, how does that manifest in your daily life? You know, the, I'll say Lori, the, and then uh, I'll say Mitch. Or, it, nope, Mitch went first. <laughs> no, no. No, I, I, yeah, Mitch will, Mitch will start. So we, we'll, we'll tag team the appropriate answer based on who's got something to say. And uh, we'll, given that, so Lori, Lori lives in Virginia. I'm here in uh, in the Silicon Valley, and 
we we talk often on Skype uh, are not in the room uh, maybe every other year, but uh, Lori's hanging out for four days and we're having some real serious strategy and brainstorming sessions and it's a ton of fun. And uh, so so given that we're in our same room together, it's easier for us to do the cue from each other. Um, you know, I Jack, I will absolutely send you and Gina. I I speak and talk and work in. Aha sound bites, which of course you, you guys know you you present often. Uh, Jack, you were so amazing the first time on the show in terms of the the inspirations and quotes that you gave. And uh, I I uh, the book that I that I that I want you to write is called Resistance is Essential for a Strong Life. And uh, I am so much in. And now remember, an aha book. We talked about this. is 140 bite sized quotes. It is eight hours or less for you to write. It is so easy for you to do. Um, the gift I'd like to give you, and for anyone who's listening, is I agree uh, a point of what you were talking about in the life and death uh, struggles and, and component is, is sitting back and being mindful. And uh, I met somebody uh, through Lori who spoke at the Alpha Conference. Lori is... is uh, with the Alpha Organization, the, the Association of Latino Americans for America. Wait. The, the Association <laughs> of Latino Professionals for America. So yeah, Alpha you. with an F instead of an H. Yeah, thank you. And, uh, and so at one of the conferences, a guy by the name of Daniel Gotera spoke, and very heavy-duty uh, financial uh, uh, exec, and then took a number of years off and now is really into mindfulness. And so this is, this is a free gift for anyone who's listening. If you go to this URL, aha, A-H-A dot P-U-B slash mindfulness, it'll bring you to Daniel's book. Now, we also, if you want to buy physical versions, it's on Amazon, but you can go to his book on the aha that platform, aha.pub slash mindfulness, and it's 140 quotes on being mindful. And, you know, it's one of those things that you don't have to read the entire book. You just, you wake up in the morning, Jack, and you read one quote and you let yourself ponder on that for a minute or two and see if it permeates your mm -hmm. thought processes for the day. And uh, it's kind of cool. So, so there's a, a, a feature on the platform where you can look at the whole book. And so I, I scan down and, and I, I love Daniel's work. I, I love the the talk that he gave at the convention and stuff. And and what I did was I printed the um, a bunch of the little quotes. Oh, did you really? Them out oh, and fun. I, I've stuck them all over my my bathroom. There's one on the back of my wheelchair. Um, there's one. Um, oh, so you know, cool! I didn't know that. That's great. Uh, there's one uh, <laughs> hanging up on my lamp, but like kind of at at a downturn. So when I wake up in the morning, if I if I have joint lock or I, I can't move or I can't get up during the day, I have these little quotes around, um, and, and Daniel does the power of laughter and stuff too, but, 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 but to this point, um, you know, we, we were talking in the kitchen last night, and, and Mitchell was talking about where his son went to school, and I, I went to a, a very intense school as well, and so teenagers are like, oh, I hate that school, I hate that school, but they, they come out of that experience grateful that they had that experience, and the thing is, if you if you um, break ground for a new building, if you plant a tree, if you want a garden, it doesn't matter what you do in life. You have to break some ground. You've got to dig first in order to build a firm foundation and a solid foundation. And if you enjoy that experience, you're going to enjoy the fruits of your labor so much more. Be intentional and mindful about the challenges that you're facing and, and even take note of them in a journal so that you don't forget. And when people ask you, how did you get here? How did you be, what, what was it? What was that thing that made you successful? Every single time you're going to answer, this was the ground I broke. This was the foundation I built. This is the way I struggled so that I could be successful. And then she stops just on a dime. <laughs> well, you know, your words yeah, are so powerful. Uh, you know, the, you're sitting on the other end, and yeah, like, you know, Jack, I can imagine Jack, and there's a bubble over his head, and he's, he's running through all these visual metaphors, and, and all of a sudden you stop talking, but the visual metaphors keep continuing, and then you I think, so. oh, shit, I got to say something. 
<laughs> I couldn't tell if I was in real time or in eternal time because in eternal time you just kept talking and more beauty just kept coming out of your mouth. And and then I realized, wait, crap, we're in real time on the radio. I'm not talking. <laughs> we were having a great time in eternal time. <laughs> you should hear that show, man. He's exactly right about that. <laughs> there, there's a point too, Jack. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't have to fill the time with talk. I think, I think that's a, a poignant example of expectations and so often we make decisions and we do things that we think are expected of us rather than what we should be doing if you do what is expected of you you are performing based on common sense well if common sense is great for the common man if you want to be exceptional you've got to break free of common sense and start doing what people don't expect start standing out and and being um, different and being exceptional, and you you can't be that if you do what everybody else is doing, or you 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 follow expectations, or you, you know, um, I I I have been a business owner since 1996, and it wasn't four years ago that my mother said, you know, wow, it's good that you finally got a real job, and I'm like, mom, I'm, I'm doing the same work, <laughs> you know, I just happen to be taking a break from my entrepreneurial spirit to uh, help an organization out that seriously needed my but, help. But that's what, that's definitely what, what it's definitely what the older generation thinks. If you work for yourself is, Oh, you don't have a real job. I, I haven't had a real job since 1997. So I understand, I understand those comments. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a business owner a year longer than you. Oh really? Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> July 10th of well, there's not a lot of, thankfully there's not a lot of real jobs left. Thankfully, we've gotten rid of those. I mean, I hear real job, and I, I consider that a derogatory term in the fullest sense that it can possibly be. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the mm. sooner those vanish, the better, because, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of what you said earlier about the, the, the constant need for filling all the spaces. Um, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a huge thousands of years of uh, – philosophy and and uh, guruship around that kind of statement and it's in the spaces that we find all of our ideas all of our ideas for our business for everything that we have going forward from that point came out of a space that we gave ourselves and and instead of listening to a podcast that's kind of like a morning shock jock show where it's just all horns and whistles and chaos and and dumb jokes and everything that is the embodiment the physical realm embodiment of what we do in our minds all day long that crazy person who's chattering away constantly in our heads if we allow them to if that person was walking next to us down the street somebody would stop that person and ask if they they just got out of the state hospital or do you need help do you need you are freaking crazy we don't do that because that person's just in our head and nobody can see who that person is or but and we don't even see it but if you turn yourself inward and look at the at the reason that you are distracted that you're not being productive that you're not getting as much done in your business as you think you should go listen to the crazy person in your head that will not shut up i mean and i've only i used to so, say this without really knowing what i was saying Jack, since i Jack, started meditating it Jack, holy crap Jack. Jack, 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 oh, shut up, Jack. Shut up, man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. I, we do I, still I, have to have a show, though. I, you know, that, 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 that speaks to, to mindfulness, right? I mean, you're talking about the crazy guy talking in your head where I'm talking about surrounding myself with the words that inspire me, whether they're my own or other people's. You have to change the conversation in your head. You've got to talk about mm-hmm. other things. Other people will not edify you. You've got to edify yourself. And you do that by, by, by getting rid of the shock jock and filling your mind and your space with shows like this one and with, with things that encourage you, that edify you, that, um, that strengthen you. And, and I, I swear, aha.pub, A-H-A, dot pub forward slash mindfulness look at daniel's book um and 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 this was completely uh, i i i didn't um intend to to promote his book so heavily or the, or the platform this is beautiful stuff and and there's other content there 
that that will be meaningful to you. And when you find those things that are meaningful to you, cut them out, put them in a notebook, post them around your office. Um, you know, um, geez, I mean, just just change the conversation. Stop doing what is expected of you and start doing what supplies the 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 nourishment and the strength that you need to succeed in what you choose to succeed in. And there's so many other titles. There's fear is a choice. There's, you know, um, one about anger, forgiveness, the expectation trap is is here. So many. Jack, it's having listened to, yeah, having listened to you talk, the one thing I'm going to ask you to do when you have a moment is we have an AHA library uh, by Marge Powers. And, and Marge is not terribly well-known. Uh, Marge is, I think, in her 70s. And, and two years ago, she basically, she's written something in the order of 60 or 70 books. And she's given me access to all of her books. And she's a life coach and has written everything. So I, I've taken, basically, I'm taking one or two at a time and putting them on the platform. But as you're speaking, I'm, you're resonating with, with Marge's content. Um, and, and I could absolutely use help trying to get more of her content out in the world. And, and some of the books that she's written are, are just fantastic. So, you know, on the platform we have, as Lori said, fear is a choice, which is, which is I, was, I was listening to you and thinking, well, get that person out of your head. Well, fear is a choice is basically you letting that person speak in your head and listening, right? You know, and, and, and yeah. these, this is a free resource. These books um, in, in this format are not, I mean, you, you can register, you can read them as a guest, but you can register an account and, and create your own, um, you know, bookshelf, if you will, um, your own content and, and choose what you want to read or, or have access to or, or whatever. So, um, you really need to you really need to um, um, to um, to check this out and if you do nothing as I said my my joy my mission what gets me up in the morning is having made a difference in somebody's life and and I will tell you that this is not my platform this isn't my I, I publish here but but this is a resource that you will use that will change your life because you can look on social media and hope somebody posts some motivational thing, or you can fill your own um, bucket and, and carry it around with you. I did it again. All I'm right. Sorry. Bucket, <laughs> bucket, not in, bucket not provided uh, by the show. You have to bring your own bucket, but uh, fill it up. <laughs> hey, everybody, just give them the – what's the main URL again? One more time for AHA or for this time? Oh, so uh, basically the the website is AHA that, A-H-A-T-H-A-T.com. And we have 37,000 quotes that anyone in the audience, anyone who gets there, Perfectly. you can – and and it's they're, they're filled by topics because – the quotes are exist in a book. So authors come in, they write a book which has 140 quotes on a very focused topic, and uh, those quotes are available for you to read and to share socially for free. And so the the business model is we we make money on the back end for authors who want to write books, and they put their content out there because they want to share whatever is important to them they want to share. Uh, Lori oh, raised oh, – oh, 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 just I, I oh. mentioned Lori raised her hand, so, I, so I, we have to call on her. Well, this is cool, too, because I just said, you know, you're, you're waiting for somebody else to, to post. You're hoping somebody will post a motivational quote, and you have, haven't the faintest idea what to say. By sharing these quotes, you've got something to say, and you will become known as somebody who provides motivation. People will look up to you as somebody who fills them. And so no matter what your business model is, no matter who you are, what you're trying to accomplish, people will seek you out anyway and will help you fulfill your business um, ambitions because they refer you, they remember you, they, they think of you as somebody who provides them value. Yeah, 
and you got to have something out there to you know for people to chew on right you got to have some and and Mitchell you're providing people with the ability to have that something in a really easy way when we talked about it on the last show it was very apparent how freaking easy it is to put this thing together you know there are lots of things that you can do as talking points that can work for seven out there you can't walk you, you could if you had a you know if every client was worth twelve thousand dollars to you you could go shake hands with every potential client out there but most people can't do that and even people who have those kinds you know once they get to the twelve thousand part they've already been through a funnel which they've introduced to thousands and thousands of people to get to those few clients that are really high end so they still needed a piece a book of any kind, uh, something that people can access and be inspired by, informed by, entertained by, and then there's the first bond, right? But maybe you can talk about that, how that's worked for you, Lori, in specifically that way. How has this book of yours uh, as a talking piece that's introduced you to so many people without having to do it yourself one by one, how, what, what's the leverage in that? What kinds of things have popped out because of that? Well, I, you know, your, your life evolves and, um, and, and that really resonated, you know, shaking a lot of hands. I, um, in the early days of social media, you know, even then it was don't talk about yourself. Um, and so what do you talk about? Well, I wanted to become known for LinkedIn. So I talked about LinkedIn, but not just my philosophy on LinkedIn, but by that time, um, my, my former partner and I, um, Mike O'Neill, had, had trained over 100 other LinkedIn trainers. So I started promoting the content and the um, articles and the pieces that they wrote, the people who we had trained, who I knew their work, that um, not all of them, but the people who maintained a level of integrity um, to the values that we, that we espoused. And by promoting other people's content, I became known as the go-to LinkedIn source because I knew who all the great LinkedIn people were. Um, and so that was kind of an interesting um, interesting uh, idea when, when I recognized it. And um, going back to the point of mindfulness, you have to recognize those moments in your life where you, mm. you turn around and you say, oh my God, that's how I got to this point. I didn't realize that that one thing that I was doing was going to be so important and so pivotal in my success. So, so it is important to be mindful. Um, but, but having the book, I have had so many opportunities. And now, of course, um, being the chief brand champion for Alpha and, and literally um, taking the effort that I'm putting in to help create the Alpha Colleges and Universities Division, working with students across the country, you can imagine I have very little time for personal clients, and they are high-end, um, but to get to that point, you have to continually march in that direction, so get a little bit better and a little bit better. And, and, and providing that value means that other people talk about you. If you have your own content, if it's curated, um, hashtag sweet branding, one of my book, um, my most popular book on, on the AHA platform, talks about sweet S-U-I- um, as to how do you become a top performer? How do you get into the C-suite? How do you transition your mindset into the mindset of an executive? You know, remember when, when we were kids and everybody said in order to, to be rich, you had to hang out with rich people and you're not rich. And like, how do I hang out with rich people? Right, Go right. make rich friends or something. We have to start by looking at who they are and, and what they do and, and how they do things and maybe why they do things just a little bit differently and starting to change your mindset to mirror theirs more closely. And as it's not like you're going to dump your friends and go get rich friends, but eventually that transition that happens is that you're the other people who are not interested in that same mindset, you just stop spending so much time together and, and you spend less and less and it's great to hear from them. And you spend more and more time with people who are more like the kind of person you want to become. And so by having that content, people believe about you, what you put out to the world. So here I 
Um, we're talking uh, to students. I'm, I'm distracting Lori by doing a selfie while she's talking. So um, here we are. Here I was this weekend <laughs> talking to students about personal branding, and I said, you know, um, take another one. That one sucks. Um, the the uh, right in the middle of a, of a weird word. So here I'm talking to students about personal branding, and I told them the first step to a good personal brand is writing your LinkedIn profile summary. Because when you know who you are, what you want, where you want to get to, and you, you identify clearly and focus the writing of your profile summary to the person who can open the door, the next door that you need open is who you need to write it to. And if you know who that person is, if they have a name, a face, you write your profile summary to them. The more specific you are, the more your summary will resonate with a greater number of people. Isn't that interesting? And you then know exactly what you need to be talking about in social media. If I know that I want to start selling, you know, office supplies, I need to start talking about office supplies and sharing information about office supplies and talking about where to get the best office supplies, how to choose the right ones, where to get the best deals. And then I become known for that thing. So once you've got clarity in your mind, about where you want to go, who you want to go there with, what you want to do when you get there, why you want to go there, and you identify that. That that clarifies for you what I talk about in social media. You share those kinds of things on on um, on, on Twitter. You uh, post articles. You read. You you become known for that thing. That's how you become a thought leader. And if you can craft a book. Starting with something as simple as an aha book because of the um, honest-to-God simplicity of it, you don't have to overthink it, um, put your thoughts down, and, and you'll look at Sweet Branding, and you'll see I didn't write all the quotes, and I, I quoted other people who, um, who I, follow the, I follow those teachings or those quotes have inspired me or those things um, have meaning to me. And, and actually all of those quotes are pulled from the book I'm working on now, um, Sweet Branding, um, Personal Branding Guide for Today's Top Performers. Um, so I, I think that that's really a, a direction that people can take um, that will be actionable. It will have immediate um, impact for them, and they'll start seeing uh, instant results. Step number one, clarify your LinkedIn profile summary. Write it first person, conversational. When you meet that person that's going to open the door for them, you're not going to hand them your resume and walk away, so you've got to have a summary. But you want to say something to them about the value that you have to offer them and, and what specifically they can do for you that will be meaningful because people want to be helpful, and they are most helpful when they know what they can do that will have meaning. Wow, you, you do nice. Awesome. You do nice uh, moment sound bites too. Hope you're recording that. I can hear. I can hear somebody <laughs> so writing. Kind of on Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just thinking as you were talking about focal points and and how the books are focal points. Um, you know, conversation starters, people might say. But if you picture the internet, if you picture your market, you picture your the best clients, uh, prospective customers as babies laying in a crib, looking it up. What, what were those things? Mobiles that were all shiny and and they're you know they're looking at the little things that are dangling down. I mean, essentially, social media and news and information and everything else is just a giant mobile over our head, as when we were babies and we were just we would focus on one thing and be like ah oh, so pre- oh that's pre- oh that's pretty too well look at that that's and that's what we're dealing with nowadays it's sort of comical but it, that's the way human beings are we're just jumping from one focal point to the next and the focal point might end up being that somebody jumps next to your book or your interview on a podcast or something where they've decided to become focused on what you were there providing something to be focused on in the first place specifically so that it might catch their eye or ear when they came by and then that they would sit down and relax for a second and listen or read or whatever it is you're trying to get people to do to convey the information that you're putting out into the world that you feel is of great value and should be to them 
Isn't it all just about focal points? Yes. Yeah, it is. It really is. I mean, if you're if you're going, I I I have a friend who um, he, every Saturday he ends the day and how was your day today? And he said, I just I don't feel like I got any like I, you know I really did anything today. And and finally I asked him, you know, I you have been busy all day long. How do you? complain every weekend that you just didn't don't feel like you did anything he said well I didn't get anything accomplished I said well start looking at what you did and and what did it accomplish you did this for your mom you helped her accomplish something you did this for your dad you did you know and, and I'm like I'm, I'm just not going to hear this from you anymore stop it you know and, and so I've made him keep a log um of uh, uh of the things that he did on Saturdays and he realized what he was doing and then he changed his mindset about, you know, I had to feel like I completed a project, like completing the puzzle or making the bed or whatever it was, and, and know that this is how I'm going to spend my Saturdays, helping my parents and, and helping my, my kids or doing these things, talk about a sandwich generation. And, um, and that was going to be fulfilling to him from then, from then on. And I, I don't know if he did that or not, but he has stopped complaining about not um, accomplishing anything on a Saturday and, and I'm sorry if you're my friend and you're complaining to me I'm going to hold you accountable about how you're going to change it because whining is not an option <laughs> yeah it really doesn't uh, it doesn't accomplish much we know that but boy sometimes it's hard not to whine it's also really hard on the other person when you're in the right space like you were you were vibrationally right where you ought to be in in dealing with a question of whining and, and accomplishment and productivity and stuff and then the other person rubs up against you and they are completely contrary and they're almost enjoying their contrariness at that moment and it's frustrating when one of us bright bouncy people and we're all that person at different times and we're also all the all the whiner at different times too but when those two things come together it's like i can deep down understand what you're saying but i do not want to hear it right now <laughs> Because I want to be in my misery a little longer. I, I, I want to I I wanna wallow in this a bit more. I love you. That's so great. And, you know, I, I, I have had those moments where I'm like, I cannot stand cherry people. And um, and, and then I've had a couple of my friends say, you know how I feel. Um, but 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 let me let me just put a, a point. Um, there's a there's a difference between whining and and being real too. You're allowed to tell people your challenges. But mm-hmm. but to say this, to whine about the same thing all the time, tell people about your challenges. Tell people, this is what I'm struggling with today, and I, and I know how to fix it, but I, I just need a virtual hug, you know, or I, I just need somebody to understand what I'm going through. That's okay. That's not whining. That is that is a human-to-human um, sharing. We've got to recognize that we are human and we are frail. And we do have to overcome that. Um, but but whining is, is that consistent. This is the thing you want you say every single time. Well, if it's if it's such a bother to you, do something about it. Um, so I don't want I don't want people to not um, whine on occasion. Sometimes I do. You hear me talk about pain a lot, um, and and I do do things about it. But boy, sometimes it gets the better of me. But share and talk, but just. If it's a if it's something that you repeat all the time, start asking people. You know, I complain about this all the time. Do you have any ideas? Something that might help me? And, and keep in mind that I I am listening to you. I I may incorporate what you what advice you give me into it, but it may not look exactly like you expect it to. Because you know, my mother gives me advice and and everybody else, and and then she complains that nobody listens to her. And I finally realized that I need to let her know that I am actually listening to her. And here's how I've incorporated your advice, Mom. So for the moms in the world. Oh, how cool is that? <laughs> I got to do that. I got to do that. We, I have to go back to my mom and tell her what advice I use. That's such a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I, every, because we don't appreciate our parents. Oh, my much. God. What another great aha book. <laughs> tell your mom. What, your what advice my, I use? My mom's advice. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yes, mom. You guys are you guys are as bad as <laughs> friends of mine, and we sit around and just think up domain names all the time. Oh, we should buy that and then develop it and buy that, and that's a good domain name. <laughs> it sounds like the same oh, itis I, that I, uh, that you guys have. 
we have that itis, but but we actually act on it. So um, either I'm going to yeah. figure out ways to do it myself, or I'm going to encourage somebody to do it so that it gets done. It's it's really cool. It yeah. is really fun. And and the thing is that it's those it's those aha moments that we have together, right? And the thing that you say, oh, that would be cool. Okay, now let me not get distracted. But how do I? How what button do I put? Is this something I want to spend my time on? Is this going to be worth it to me? Like hashtag keep it real, or am I gonna, um, am I gonna? Do I know somebody that I can encourage? Hey, have you ever thought about and kind of, you know, light a fire under somebody, blow a little bit of, you know, breathe on that on that underbrush a little bit and and light a fire under them, and get them started on something that would excite them and and uh, showcase their their expertise. Isn't it amazing how selfless yeah, that is? It, it, it sounds selfless, doesn't it? But it's actually. It's doing something great for them, but it's also getting something out of you that needs to get out. And I've given people, I've given away yeah. really great ideas before that people have taken action on, and it helped me more than I ever thought I was doing. And then I turn around and look at it, I'm like, wow, I was pretty much acting in my own best interest as well there. <laughs> that helped me a lot. Well, that's what, I, that's, we, we kind of got to without purposely doing it, we got to the core of what this platform is. Um, and Gina and I have, uh, she's been really nice since we've been on the radio, is, is she and I have been talking every week. And, and her, her consort and support is extremely helpful. So Gina, I'm just thanking you publicly. Um, and the cool part is we, we hold up in such high esteem the value that an author has and the value that a book has. And what I love about this platform is, is the ability to, for anyone to write their book in eight hours or less and then have a tool that people share. And I had no clue. I'm, I'm so touched at the heart that Lori has printed out quotes from the mindfulness book and put them everywhere in, in her house, in her wheelchair. I mean, I, I, I just that, I can't even tell you how exciting that is for me personally. And uh, it's just what's fascinating is anyone who has a dream, who has an interest in sharing, an interest in helping somebody else, an interest in, in sort of seeing the world in a slightly better way, now has a vehicle. They have no excuse. Just like we started the conversation, there's no excuse not to get out of the bed. If you are watching what Gina and Lori does every day, you have no excuse if you're not doing as much as you possibly can. So there's no excuse not to write the book and make it happen. And, and we kind of backpedaled into that with this last piece of conversation. And that's kind of the why, why Jack, we have so much fun, is because we, we could be in a room listening to people talk and we go, you know, if you did this and it doesn't take that much time, you can now put these other components together and life will be so much significantly better for you. And, uh, and so that's why, so it's, Maybe it's selfish for me because it's, it's the platform that I put together, but I put it together so that not just I have this vehicle that other people can leverage, but other people can use this vehicle without the founder, without Mitchell Levy, right, to leverage themselves. So, you know, I... Yeah, I, and I also uh, kind of love I, how it takes I advantage have, of social I have, media. Um, I have Daniel's book printed out, and I also um, I wanted to enhance my leadership skills, and I curated a book um, by my boss, my I deeply respected admirer, Charlie Garcia, on authentic leadership. And then it, it started with oh, – it actually started with um, printing out the Sweet Branding book uh, tips because I'm writing that book full book and by having the tips printed out I would remember the things that I was you know what I was where we were and and that's how I started writing and I saw Daniel's book and, and Charlie's and, and that's the mindfulness and the leadership I wanted to I wanted to prepare myself for um, empowering as well as to continue to develop my own work so guys go to go to aha that.com or aha that.com slash author and and make it happen yourself yeah. um, if you said you heard me on, on Jack and Gina's show I'll give you personal attention and review your submission and give you honest and critical, if appropriate, feedback. Um, but uh, the goal is to make you a better person. Guys, thanks for having awesome. us. 
It was so much you guys fun. are awesome, man. You took Hi. care of your own outro and everything. Perfect. Thank you so much for being on the show. <laughs> and uh, I love this. I didn't have to hardly do anything today. This is great. Hey, Gina, back to you. And Mitchell, make sure you give Lori my contact info, please. Absolutely. I'll introduce all of us uh, after this. Awesome. And we will be yeah. back same time, same place next week. Thank you so much, Lori. It was really a pleasure having both of you here today. Mitchell, I want to see you back with more of your authors. This was fun. Beautiful. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thanks. It's a pleasure. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. See you next week. Bye, now. Tune in next week for another episode of Leverage Masters. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook on our Leverage Black Book page to keep up with the latest. We'll see you next time on Leverage Masters. I don't think they come on out. Sorry. Like some, some of us do, but then I also have another guy.